Good morning on this Thursday morning. We want to welcome you to our devotional, Golden Nuggets, Food for Thought and for the Imagination. Yesterday, Monday, we started a new study where we transitioned from walking in the Spirit to walking in the Spirit and God's timing for our lives through the Holy Spirit to now the seasons and times of God for an individual for the nation of Israel, for the Church of Christ, for the world. And using as a basis the natural earth, not a spiritual earth, but natural physical earth, the moon and the sun, God set into motion in the very beginning in Genesis chapter 1 verse 14. He set into motion the moon and the sun and the earth to be able to give us the seasons that we have now, which are winter and spring and summer and fall, etc. And these seasons that are produced naturally by the way that the sun and the earth and the moon are set up, naturally produce for us the times when planting and harvest and seed time and the ingatherings are taking place. Well, God gave to the nation of Israel seven specific feasts. It would be eight if we would count the Sabbath uh, along with it. But he gave them these feasts as part of the celebration, and they were also called his feasts, so that the nation of Israel could meet with God during these special appointments. That's what they actually were. Appointments that he set up, for the nation of Israel, for them to meet with him. And it says in the book of Exodus, talking about the first one, and as we mentioned them, we have the Passover, the Feast of Unleavened Bread, the Feast of First Fruits, the Feast of Weeks or Pentecost, the Feast of Trumpets, the Day of Atonement, and the Feast of Tabernacles or Ingathering, depending by what other names that they may be called. But the very first one that we're going to be studying from and learning is that of the Passover. Understanding what it was, what it is, and why it was important and still is important. God uses parallels to give us examples of how things are in Him. The thing that has been in the past is the thing that is now. The thing that is now is the thing that is going to be in the future. So he uses this from the book of Ecclesiastics to let us know that he repeats himself in cycles through many of the things that happen here on this earth by using these divine appointments, these so-called feasts, which are his appointments, to be able to establish his redemptive work in Christ for us. So beginning in Exodus 12.11, 12.11, And thus shall you eat it, with your loins girded with shoes on your feet, and your staff in your hand, and you shall eat it in haste. It is the Lord's Passover. Notice, he calls it, it is his Passover. It is pre he his predetermined time his mission 
It is this time technically of an exemption of something. It is the festival which took place that was going to be marking the exodus of the nation of Israel. It says in Exodus 12, verse 12 now, For I will pass, basically God is defining what the Passover is going to mean, I will pass through the land of Egypt this night, and I will smite all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both man and beast. And against all the gods of Egypt, I will execute judgment. I am the Lord. And the blood shall be to you for a token or for a sign. Upon, and the word sign here is the very same word that was used when he told them that the earth and the sun and the moon and the, you know, the things that were set up in the heavens would be for signs for us. An example of when red moons have taken place uh, on on the times and occasions that they've taken place during the different uh, generations that have lived on this planet. And it says, and the... The blood shall be to you for a token upon the houses where you shall where you are, and when I see the blood, I will pass over you, and the plague shall not be upon you to destroy you when I smite the land of Egypt. Verse 14 And this day shall be unto you for a memorial. You shall keep it a feast. And, of course, that word feast there is basically as an appointment, a solemn appointment to the Lord throughout your generations. You shall keep it a feast by an ordinance forever. Now, let's back up just a little bit in what we had just read in Exodus 12, verse 12. We can just pick this out and we can start drawing some parallels in the past and then for the present and then, of course, for the future. It says, I will pass through the land of Egypt. Now, Egypt represents, if we were to uh, take forms, types, and shadows, Egypt represents, let's say, the world, the social systems in which we live. I will pass through Egypt this night, and I will smite the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both man and beast. In other words, there was going to be a plague, and every firstborn that was not under the blood uh, basically was going to die. But it says, also against all the gods of Egypt, every single one of the plagues was aimed at and towards every false god that Egypt had at the time. And it says, and I will execute judgment <clears throat> upon them, for I am the Lord. Now, later on, almost 1,500 years later, when Christ appears and he is our Passover lamb, according to the book of uh, Corinthians, he dies for us and his blood now is applied to the doorpost of that cross where he was at. The gate, if you may call it that way, for one to be able to enter in through in believing in Christ. At the same time, in the book of Colossians, in chapter 2, in verse 14, 
in, in 12 onward, it talks about that at the same time when Jesus was crucified and he nailed the ordinances that were against us, talking about the law, and he executed judgment that the principalities and the powers were also at that time spoiled, talking about the false god, which is the devil, which represents Pharaoh in the story of, let's say, uh, the Exodus. He was brought unto judgment. Jesus says, for now is the prince of this world judged. So here we see a parallel of something physical and natural taking place in the Passover, something historical that took place in their lives. Then at the same time, when Jesus dies on the cross, he is the Lamb of God, which John said, that taketh away the sins of the world, John the Baptist. And Jesus at the same time executes judgment, both on the world and on the devil, or the principalities and powers that are. And he makes an, a show of them openly. Now, this is something that is past, but yet every individual from then on, no matter when the future is for them, when they receive Christ, that blood is applied to the door opening of their heart, and those individuals are skipped over, passed over from judgment and death unto life and righteousness. So this repeats itself over and over and over and over and over every single time someone has come to Christ. But we as believers, every time we partake of communion or the Eucharist, as some may call it, or the Lord's Supper, as others would call it, we are basically doing what they did, taking of that bread without leaven and partaking of that blood and literally, literally repeating and saying, I was delivered, I do this in remembrance and memorial, just like Israel was delivered from, I have been delivered also from the power of sin and from the power of darkness in my life. Well, as we're running out of time, this begins to introduce to us the thought and the concept and the direction in which we are going to be going. Until we meet again next morning, may the Lord richly bless you. May your eyes be opened and the understanding of your heart be fulfilled and full. In Jesus' name, amen.